0: Today on episode 31 of Audacity to Lead, I speak with Sarah Codina of Main Training and we discuss edupreneurship, how to create marketable learning programs and products. Inspiring actionable content. Perhaps you get focused, get started and be impactful. This is Audacity to Lead. Hello and welcome to another episode of Audacity to Lead. My name is Dio Samuel and this is the podcast where We are focused, I'm focused on helping you get focused, get started and be impactful. Today's episode is dedicated to helping you create marketable learning programs and products. And with me today, I have Sarah Cordena. And Sarah, I'm very excited to be having you on the show today. Welcome.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Dai.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. A little about you, Sarah. Sarah's purpose in life is to fill the world with change makers, impact creators, and educators to enable entrepreneurs and infopreneurs to effectively inspire, grow, and inform others with their knowledge, expertise, and passion, and doing that in a profitable manner. So I believe Sarah is here today having the expertise. She is an author, qualified trainer, and thought leader in edupreneurship, edu-marketing, entrepreneurship, efficacy, and education, Sarah is the CEO of Main Training, winner of the Influential 100 Awards 2015, which, which is quite recent. Congratulations, Sarah! Thank you. <laughs> Sarah is also the founder of the Edupreneur Awards ambassador for Triblen and the Institute for Professional Speakers. One good thing I found exciting about Sarah is about Sarah is within two years of starting a business in Australia. She has worked with thousands of Australian workers and created jobs for 23 plus staff and ultimately created a multi-million dollar business single-handedly. Now, one thing I also found fascinating about you, Sarah, is that you're just 29 years old and this is quite exciting for me to be discussing with somebody as young as you are and doing marvelously well around the world. So, Sarah, can I know how you got started?
1: Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me again. Um, Yeah, I think today what I I really want to hope I can pass on to the leaders and the entrepreneurs that are following you is uh, my combination of expertise in education And indeed, 10 years worth of entrepreneurship background. So what I hope I can pass on to you today is some tips and tricks about how to grow your businesses, um, how to um, be an alchemist, i.e. how to create something from nothing, but importantly, how to position yourself um, in the marketplace with very, very... um, Uh, profitable products and programs. So how you can uh, essentially create authority products for yourself that are going to be able to grow your business, grow your reputation and your position in the market. Um, So yeah, back to your question. Is I started uh, in business a little like most people do, um, where you sort of wake up one day um, frustrated either with your existing job, with your existing income, perhaps you have an itch that you can't scratch unless you go out and do it alone. But for some reason, entrepreneurs have some kind of passion that pushes them to go, I'm going to jump out of the the comfort zone and the security of a job. In my case, I actually lost my job through redundancy, um, and I thought... I'm going to start a business. Unlike um, most other um, new uh, aspiring entrepreneurs, when I ran home excitedly to tell my friends and family, um, I got fronted with, uh, "Yeah, good luck with that." You know, the very sarcastic. Whatever, <laughs> nice idea. Um, don't come to me when it all goes wrong, um, and get your head out of the clouds. You know, stop being so stupid, basically. And I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who face the same problem. Is entrepreneurs have a gift of being able to see the future we have this futuristic mindset we have an overactive imagination that enables us to see things that are not yet created and that really is a gift and I think any entrepreneurs listening to this right now if you're able to come up with ideas and you're able to come up with concepts and think about things that know that don't yet exist you do have a very very powerful gift so when people laugh back it's because not necessarily they're stupid or it's not because they're cruel or mean, although it may hurt you, particularly when it's your loved ones. Um, It's just that they don't have that gift. It's just that they can't see the future like you can. So don't be disheartened when people cannot see the future for you and with you. Um, Just recognize that that's a strength that you've got that other people don't have. So yes, I started out um, at the ripe old age of 19. (laughs) And... um, had no formal training, obviously in business. I had absolutely no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, I just had passion. I just had a dream, and I just thought, well, the only place to start is at the beginning. <laughs> and uh, ten years later, I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, continue to do so, obviously. If you're not, uh, if you're not pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and going outside of the boundaries, um, then you're not going to make mistakes but I've also noticed that there's been a few things that have got right um, because in that time um, I've taken a lot of staff, I've uh, created a lot of successes um, and I now dedicate my life to passing on what those were and how I achieved it so that perhaps people that come after me don't have to um, make the mistakes that I did to get there. So, um, yeah, I started my business in the UK 10 years ago. As you can tell by my accent, I'm British. Um, And very quickly had contracts with local government and town councils. Um, and then I moved my business out into the Mediterranean, so I was running my business from Malta but doing business around uh, Europe and uh, as you said, um, two years ago, uh, three years ago I moved to Australia, two years ago yesterday um, I started the business here in Australia. Um, in each of those occasions I had absolutely no business contacts whatsoever, I had no laptop, I had no mobile phone, uh, when I rocked up in Australia I had no friends, I had no idea where I was going to stay when I arrived, its um, I literally had, had nothing to, to start from. So um, there are some ways in which you can get started if you're in that situation. You know, no money, no contacts. That's a very, very familiar situation that a lot of new entrepreneurs find themselves in. But within you know, that two years, I have built a multimillion dollar business. I've taken on lots of staff. We've had lots and lots of achievements. So if I can do it from absolutely nothing, then I want this the theme of this podcast to be that absolutely anybody else can as well.
0: Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I quite agree with that. Anybody can do this, anybody can do this. And the best person to be telling us how to do it right now, to be telling me how to do it right now is actually someone like you who has actually been there and done that. You get the feeling, right?
1: <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so would
0: you like to know how? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. I was going to ask you how startups can break into the corporate market? Because someone like you, you were coming directly from the US and you came into Australia. You came in from... from the UK, sorry, UK. UK. Yes, you came from UK into Australia without having anything, without having no one. Like your story you just said just now. How can someone, how can a startup, someone starting out, how can it break into the corporate market just as you have done?
1: Yeah, great question. Look, there are, there are absolutely endless um, techniques and methods that you can use, um, but I'll tell you just some of the ones that I used personally when I first got here. So when I first arrived um, here in Australia, like I said, I we, we ha- had nothing so what I did first of all is um, thought number one uh, thing I need to do is get in front of my market I need to start meeting customers I need to start finding out who they are um, so one tip is to simply go onto the internet go onto Google and type in conferences in my city so type in conference directory for instance um, and name the type of conference so for instance if you work in technology um, I don't know, maybe you sell um, webcams. I don't know. <laughs> you, you would type in um, technology conferences in New York, if that's where you live, for instance. So um, type in conference directory. It will bring up lists and lists and lists of all of the conferences in your particular area. I think there's another one called conferencedatabase.com, um, and you can search specific criteria to find particular ones in particular locations. Now some conferences are free, great obviously make a plan, copy all of those conferences down into an Excel sheet and um, from that Excel sheet make a plan of just turning up to all of them because you have a trapped audience when you're at those conferences. Now when you are um, trying to get in front of your target customers, you've got to first of all get their contact details, you need to phone them, you need to get through the gatekeeper, you need to make an appointment with that person, they're probably going to reject you and turn you away for a very long time. You're going to have to keep chasing them up. It takes a long time to get in front of, you know, the CEO of a company you want to do business with. Whereas when you go to a conference, you've got all of those people you want to get face to face to in one room. So you want to spend as much time as you can getting to those because you're just getting exposed to much more people than you could do on a one to one situation. So um, go along to those conferences. another what else did we do Um, oh yeah you also have your paid ones so your big big conferences um, can be quite expensive so what I did is I uh, got together a few people and I said hey do you want to chip in um, to the conference ticket price and we shared the ticket price and we all used the badge it's a little bit naughty (laughs) but we we each took turns um, on each of the days so for instance Day conference, um, say it's $600 for a ticket. We paid $200 each, and on day one, I had the badge, and on day two, the other person, and day three, the third person. Um, just make sure you're doing that with somebody of the same gender because wow. once I was called wow. Robert for a day. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so yeah, it's it, look, it's a little bit naughty but when you are starting out you've kind of got to be a little bit innovative um, I did the same again is um, there were some opportunities to hold a booth or have a stand at a conference um, and I just phoned up a couple of other businesses who were complementary to the type of business I had um, and we just shared the price of a table and shared a table, so there are ways of, of getting in, in front of your customers now um, my personal record at a conference is um, coming home with just over 300 business cards so um, you can see there how spending a day getting out in front of your target market is going to be so much um, more effective and productive than trying to get face-to-face meetings so um, that really got me in front of a lot of people and it got me a lot of leads and it also got me a lot of business doing that for you know the first three months religiously was a really good way Um, What was another another way? I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, Speaking at conferences, that's another way that I managed to get in front of people. Now there is no um, better way of fast-tracking yourself to the position of an authority in your particular industry than by standing on a stage and speaking. So um, what I did is, again, from that Excel database I made of of, uh, conferences in all the areas I wanted to go to, I simply contacted them and said, hey, can I speak for you? I'm an expert in X, Y, and Z, or I'd like to bring to the table the following. All conferences have a set theme. So you can plan in advance how, how to sell what you're an expert in and get yourself on stages. Now to, to begin with, um, that will just be free. You won't be getting paid for that because um, you know, you're maybe just starting out. But straight away when you do that, you will have a queue of people that want to talk to you afterwards. So that's a really great way of doing it. Now once you've taken that to the next level, you've been seen on a few stages, you may find that you get book for um, more talks which could end up being paid and speaking is actually one of the most sec- the second highest paid um, career in the world.
0: Awesome. So you have a sound awesome. issue.
1: Good. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. So yeah, they're the first three is uh, get in front of your clients, um, go to conferences, attend them and try and speak at them. And then the fourth thing that I did is um, actually got um, other people to market my business for me without paying them. So how do we do that? This is basically creating mutually beneficial partnerships. So to give you an example, uh, when I first moved to Australia, this is one of the first activities I got involved in, um, is the, the federal government actually had a fund available to give to employers to help them pay for staff training. Now, obviously, training and education is my area of expertise. So what I started doing is acting, if you like, as a broker for this fund. I was going out to conferences and telling people, telling businesses that this funding existed. What I didn't have at the time is the capability to deliver the training um to that this funding was for, even though that's that's what my business is now. Um so I started talking to training providers and I said, Hey, look, if I bring you customers and then get the customers' funding to pay for your training, will you give me a commission? Obviously, they said yes. It was a win-win situation for them. They were getting the customer and getting the customer to pay for it with the funding. Um, I then went to the customer and said, Hey, if I find you the training providers and the funding, will you pay me as a consultant? And they said yes so what I had here is a win-win situation where I was getting paid by the customer to get them their funding I was getting a commission from the training provider to to bring them a customer and the customer was getting their training that they needed funded so I would say how can you find partnerships that make everybody win, that earn money for everybody or achieve the solution for everybody. Um, You know, for instance, if you're a vet, (laughs) um, go and talk to um, pet food suppliers and see what partnerships you can do with them because they're going to have their own audience as well. Basically, you want to find people who have exactly the same audience as you. Um, but have a slightly different business and find a way of how you two can work together to, so that you can get in front of their audience and vice versa. So it's kind of like borrowed credibility. A bit like what we're doing now, Deo, is um, we've got a similar audience but we do different things. By getting together and doing a podcast that's going to help that audience, I'm getting access to your audience and you're going to get access to mine.
0: Definitely.
1: So that's that's good to talk about in terms of partnerships and getting a win-win situation.
0: Sure.
1: Now yeah, I was going to say, so they're just are just four ways of breaking into the corporate market. Um, there are lots of others. There's things like um, generating content, authority products, but we're going to talk about those in a second.
0: Yeah, cool. From what you share, you mentioned how you were able to get leads, and. I would like to go into a little more detail about how you got more sales and how you built authority, especially in a new market like the Australian market that you got into. So let's talk about briefly how to get more leads, sales and authority in business.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So um, one of the first things I would advise people to do is stop selling. Now, that might sound like the craziest piece of advice you can ever give to to entrepreneurs because ultimately making sales is the number one thing we need to do. Um, But the world has really, really changed now. We can no longer sell. We just can't. It turns customers off. Nobody likes being sold to. I mean, how often do you like it? Do you get telemarketing calls or you get junk spam mail coming through your emails? Nobody likes it. So you need to look at at a way of engaging your customer to start a relationship with you in a way that they don't feel like they're being sold to. The number one way to do this is to move from an entrepreneur which is somebody who essentially is hustling and selling to to get business and get money and move instead to becoming an edupreneur. edupreneur. What I mean by that is You don't have to move into education, no. You don't have to become an educator or a trainer, no. But what you need to do is start actually engaging your audience by educating and informing them about your particular area of expertise as opposed to selling to them. So let me give you an example. Um, If you are, for instance, an expert in search engine optimization, SEO, Um, And you obviously want to get customers who you can do their SEO for. Instead of sending out spammy emails saying, I got SEO services, use my SEO services, please stop doing that, you're just going to get blocked straight away. Um, What you need to do to really generate leads, really make sales, to position yourself as the authority in your market is to start educating your market about SEO. So you uh, would perhaps do tutorial videos, perhaps you might do um, a how-to guide, you might run a webinar or a workshop The second you start educating somebody in something, you are seen as the guru in it. I'd like to just pose this example to you, Um, when film stars or film directors want to run um, a blockbuster movie, they are not going to take on those big A-list celebrities who charge a lot of money uh, without putting them through an audition all film stars all actors and actresses have to go through an audition first why because they have to demonstrate and prove their expertise they have to prove and give evidence of their capability to do that job well so it's exactly the same in business your customers are no longer going to use you or buy your services without you first auditioning for that position or that job role. So to audition, if you are proving your expertise, proving your credibility, your capability, your knowledge by giving free information, by giving value to your customer, they are getting to experience those skills that you have. And it's going to be an absolute no-brainer that you're the right person for the job. You're essentially auditioning yourself by putting these webinars and videos and tutorials out there. you need to move to an edu Now, that obviously is a process in itself. A lot of people are very, very scared of giving away their knowledge and giving away their information. They think, oh my god, if I'm going to give away this stuff, then my client's not going to pay for it because I've already given it away. Or, what if my competitor steals all of my knowledge and information? It doesn't work like that anymore. If you have been given loads and loads and loads of value by somebody, you are always going to use them over somebody else and also you are going to feel much more comfortable about giving that person your money. A lot of people want an expert to come in and give a service or a product to them because they don't have the time to do it themselves. Giving away your trade secrets will win you the trade. So how can we do that? Um, There is a process you can use to get what you know out of your head and into a platform that's going to make you money. So there's two ways you can use authority products or entrepreneurship to grow your business. Now the first one is you can actually use the learning product or program itself to earn you money. Now one of my clients uh, paid us a few thousand dollars to turn his knowledge of marketing into um, a course. He now sells that course for $50,000 a head. So (laughs) there's a lot of money to be made in the actual training itself. Now, you might create a webinar and you might sell those tutorial videos for $50, for $1,000. You might put 50 tutorial videos together over a 12-month period and sell that for $5,000. Whatever it is that you're you're putting together, you can make money from that itself. Um, You might have a package system that's leveled. So, for instance, you might have a bronze, you might have a silver package, you might have a gold package, you might have a platinum package. This is the second way you can grow your business, is that you use the learning products and programs as almost like the fishing hook to bring customers to you uh, before you start selling your actual mainstream business services or or products. So, for instance, um, if I sell lawn mowers, um, I may run some tutorial videos that are free on how to create the garden of your dreams. So in that video, I give away all this lovely information about how to create this beautiful sunny garden that makes my customers go, wow, and by the way, we use this lawnmower to create it. Ultimately, that will sell me more lawnmowers. And guess what? I didn't have to sell anything. I'm no longer the salesman. What I did is made my customers um, start building a relationship with me, give me their email address to watch those tutorial videos. I've now probably turned them into fans. Um, Instead of, being another salesperson, what I now may be to them is a little bit like um, somebody who signs up to to magazines or buys magazines because it's about their gardening. Well, being an entrepreneur makes you a little bit like one of those providers of things that people enjoy and get value from as opposed to being a salesperson. All right, well, I'll, I'll carry on about how we actually, uh, the process we go through to do this then. So the first thing is, um, you, you have to remember you already know so much. Uh, a lot of people I talk to when I say, Let, let's move into edupreneurship, they say, well, I'm, I don't know anything. What, what am I going to teach people? Well, the point is you do. You've spent your entire life up until now learning skills, competencies, gaining knowledge, whether you gain that formally or informally, um, whether you've Um, gone about learning things yourself or whether you've learned them haphazardly along the way you have so much knowledge and expertise already your whole entire life has been filling you with these and preparing you with these particular skills so just start with what you already know look at your everything you've done and that you've done well and just write down How did I do that? Literally write down the process, the steps that you took to achieve X, Y, or Z result. Look at all the things you can do. So, um, you know, for instance, if you are good at um, Facebook advertising, um, write down the step-by-step process of how to create a Facebook advert. Um, say you've overcome adversity in your life. Say you have uh, gone through a really bad experience um, or a really uncomfortable situation and you've come out the other side. Write down what did you do? How did you do that? Because that's the number one thing people want to know all the time is how did you do it? How did you get there? What was the process in between A and B? So that's it, you've now got your how I did it. That's the information people actually want. Then there is a process of actually constructing that to making it engaging, and making it meaningful and impactful and having people walking away going, oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> and then obviously giving you money. So you now know the, the how of what you're going to teach somebody. What you now need to do is start brain dumping. All of the knowledge, all of the content, all of the information you have about that particular topic. And I'm gonna what I'm going to show people here is the structure of how to put together your webinar or how to put together your tutorial video, your how-to book, your ebook, your workshop, your training program, whatever it may be, um, so that your content's organized in a, in a really really um, impactful way. So the first thing you want to do is start with a personal or personable story. People love stories. People love to feel like they're engaged with you. Um, So you would start off your topic with something that they can relate to. It might be a case study. It might be a, hey, have you ever felt like, or, you know, something that makes them engaged and go, yep, this is about me. Um, This person's definitely talking to me. Then you need to give them the solution. So, I mean, let's come up with an example here. So, um, say for instance, you sell healthy juices.
0: Can I give? Um, that's, can I can I yeah. give it? Can it I, can I give it, it an example? Yes. Okay. Let's say okay. this guy wants to this sell. This guy wants to sell. Let's say James is his name, and he wants to sell. He he has this expertise of how to sell something, and he's trying to get a couple of other people to buy that as a learning program and product. So let's say the skill of copywriting or let's say some people may not know what copywriting is. So let's just say how to sell something.
1: Yeah. Okay. So he, so, um, so James then is, uh, has copywriting services. Is that correct? Yep. In the scenario okay great okay cool so let's say uh, James uh, likes to writes copy for a living so he's looking to uh, basically get clients who want to use his copywriting services so he might start off with some kind of personable story or a personal story he may say something like once upon a time <laughs> there was a man called um, I don't know Fred and uh, Fred, was struggling to get leads for his business. Fred was struggling to um, get any customers. And then I came along. And what we did is we helped him turn his uh, website wording around. We helped write him some new blogs and articles or whatever. And now Fred has a multi-million dollar business. There's a really, really basic example of a story that makes people go, oh, wow, you know, I want to turn my business around and make a multi-million dollar business. It engages the audience. It has to be something that they can relate to. So then we say the solution. So that's that's the next thing we tell them in our workshop or in our webinar. Is we go, so guys, The solution here in Fred's case was copywriting, was addressing the fact that the words and language we use in in our business, on our websites, on our brochures, in our marketing material, in our uh, PR releases um, is very, very important and very, very powerful. So we tell them the what. We tell them what the solution is. In this case, it's copywriting. We don't tell them yet how. We just tell them that that's what it is. The third thing we do is then we start backing that up with evidence. So we've got right brain people and we've got left brain people out there, okay? So left brain people think very logically. Left brain people um, like facts, they like to have statistics, they like to see things in a very linear manner. Um, You have right brain people who are very creative, very emotional, um, and they like to be engaged by the heart. So you've already engaged them by the heart with the personable story, and you've given the, bam, I have the solution. Now you need to give this stats, facts, evidence, and proof that's going to keep those left brain people staying with you. So for this this example in James's situation, you would now say something along the lines of, go and do some research. You'd say things like, and I'm completely making this up, by the way, um, statistics prove that... Um, the right copy on your website can increase your conversions of sales by 72 percent that's the type of thing that you'd be saying obviously it has to be real I made that that number up just then (laughs) Um, you might say something along the lines of 92 percent of businesses have reported that by getting their copy professionally written they've seen sales increase by 72 percent that's the type of thing we mean here yeah, so that makes people go, holy crap, this is amazing, this is obviously going to work, you've, you've engaged my heart, you've told me what the solution is, and you've backed it up with evidence. This isn't just your idea, you're proving to me that I need to keep listening to you. So then you have the next step, is you then put your own unique perspective on that information, those statistics. So you've just said, statistics show that, or um, this particular article or this particular model suggests that. And here you'll go, however, I believe dot, dot, dot. So you may say something along the lines of, you know, the the facts or the evidence you just gave said 72% of conversions. You might say, however, I have a model that will increase those conversions to 99% because I have a different way of doing it. So you kind of prove yourself to be a thought leader at this point, because you're not just following the crowd. You're not just copying what other people are saying. You're saying, I've researched this and actually I'm going to take it to another level for you because I am the authority in this field. So then you move to the next part, which is the wow bomb. (laughs) This bit here is the ultimate crux of your webinar or of your workbook or of your tutorial, of your your training, whatever it's going to be. This is where you actually give them the solution. This is where you actually give them the how they do it. This is where you tell them the step-by-step process um, or techniques that they need to use to actually make it happen. So this is where you would actually um, say, here are the 10 steps for creating awesome copy. Or here are the five methods for turning your copy around. And you'd actually take them through how to do that. So that's proving that you know the inside out of how to do this well. Then you have your... um, your next step, which is to continue to persuade them. So you've just kind of wow-bombed the hell out of them, and they might be feeling a little bit like, oh, you know, I was really up for this when you were giving me all that stats and figures, but now this seems like really hard work. You know, there's a lot of steps I now have to go through and stuff I have to do. So you need to give them a little bit more of a nudge, a little bit more of persuasion. You need to tell them two things. Here you, you need to tell them how they will start feeling if they do do it and how they will stop feeling if they do do it. So all of the problems that they're going to avoid. So you might be saying things like, um, you know, if you if you do do this, um, you will... Um, you will see how you will increase money, you'll see how you get more leads, you'll see how you get more conversions, you'll avoid the debt that you're in, you'll avoid people leaving your website straight away, you'll avoid people not doing business with you. Uh, It's the continuous persuasion to just make them go, see, you need to keep doing this. And then no training would be true training unless you have a practical element to it. It would just be information otherwise. So um, now you need to give them some kind of exercise, some kind of practical activity, something for them to actually start doing and implementing to start putting this theory, this information into practice. Now, the reason why this is important is not just because it turns theory to practice, but because you want people to actually get results from you. You want people to feel like you have changed their business, you've helped them, you've increased their revenue. And yes, this might be a free webinar. You absolutely want people to get results from you now because once they've had results from you once, they again have proof that you are the best at what you do and therefore are going to hand or are going to be much more likely to hand money over to you. So finally, you then have um, a call to action. So you've given them all this amazing information, you've given them all this knowledge, you've helped them put it into practice, and then you finally want to say, And this is how I can help you. You can sign up now for a free consultation. I'd love to sit down for you for an hour and we can talk about your copy. Um, Or I'll give you a free analysis on your copy. Or um, if you book now, I'll give you $500 off your first um, job with me. Whatever it may be, you want to make them actually do something while they're high, while they're feeling the effects of getting benefits from you. And that's the best way of structuring what you know into something that will be a profitable learning product or program for your business. Wow. It's a lot to take in. <laughs> um, yeah. And like I said, I have got a nice yeah. image that sums that up, which we can we can hand over so you guys can have access to that.
0: Okay, I'm going to make as part of the show notes for this. Of- Is that fine?
1: Absolutely.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now. Thank no. you so much for sharing that. Now, the, the, there's a question that came up in my mind when you were speaking, and it is that what if you don't have content? Like, you don't really have content already, and you want to start out building content, and also you don't have content of any sort. How can you then create learning products or programs? Yes, I understand that you, asked, you mentioned previously that if you, if you have an expertise, knowledge in an area, but let's look at it this way. Let's say this person is just completely starting out, no content of any sort. What do you do in that instance?
1: Yeah, okay. Um, so the number one thing you need to think about is who are your audience or who do you want them to be more importantly? So... Um, You need to be thinking about, even if you haven't started doing any kind of business yet, even if you haven't even got your business name, you have to start getting out there in front of your audience as soon as possible. Do not wait until everything's perfect. Do not, whatever you do, don't sit there and go, well, I haven't got a website yet, so I'm not going to do anything yet. Or I haven't got business cards yet, or I haven't got a business name yet. It doesn't matter. All you need essentially is a Facebook page. Guys, that's free. Just start with that or start with a LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn's free. Just start with that. That's all you need. So who are your audience going to be? Who do you want them to be? Are they, um, are they business owners? What kind of business? What kind of industry are they in? How old are they? You know, what, what, importantly, are there problems? And what problems are you trying to solve for them? What do they fear? What do they worry about? What are their concerns? The other side is, what do they want? What are their aspirations? What are they trying to achieve? What are they trying to gain? And just talk to that. So um, it might be easier if I come up with an example here, but um, what you want to do is, again, then start looking at what are your skills? What things have you overcome? What stuff have you achieved in your life? What stuff do you know? You do know stuff. <laughs> you really do. And um, just start writing um, writing some little how-to blogs or some um, little how-to tutorials using that step-by-step model that I've given you. You cannot get through life um, without having learned things along the way. And you know what? Here's another thing that I've done in the past. I'll just pick, um, pick a book up here from my uh, I'm just from my bookshelf. I'm just trying to find a random one, one here. Um, I may, for instance, um, go through books. That's really not a good one. Um, I I will pick up a book, um, and when I read, I'll go through and you know, I highlight. <laughs> I highlight the books. Uh, I highlight things that I find really, really interesting um, or I highlight things that uh, relate to my own experiences and then I might write a little blog about it. I might say, you know, I've, uh, I've recently read this book and these are the things that I think everyone should know about. Here are things I've learned today. Here are five things I've learned this week um, that I think everyone should know. Perfect. As long as it's stuff that your audience are going to find interesting and informative, you'll start creating a following. You don't have to be the smartest person in the world. You simply have to go, here are some things I've learned, either today or this week or in my life, and I thought that you guys should learn it too. It's That's how it works. It's just sharing. Sharing is giving and giving gives value, and giving value makes people think that you're wonderful and it makes you look intelligent. <laughs>
0: Wow! Cool, cool. I I love. This is more like you learn more like you learn to create something for others to learn from you, and I think that's okay. exactly oh, that's being
1: an educator oh. means being a lifelong learner yourself. So sure. um, you sure. know, keep learning, and every time you learn something new, teach that. Say, oh. hey guys, this is what I've learned. Let me share it with you.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome.
1: So I was going to say something else that I found um works very very well is um. Okay is a lot of people say to me, well, oh, I can't start telling anyone or putting blogs out there because I'm nobody, because nobody's interested in me, well, um, <laughs> or I haven't got some amazing story to tell, or I don't have a multi-million dollar business yet, or I didn't survive, a pl- you know, I didn't go for a story where I've survived a plane crash or whatever. Um, actually, the, the stories that journalists pick up the most um, ones that, you know, uh, business blogs and magazines and so on love are ones that simply tell it as it is. You can simply go, um, you know, five steps to how I got where I am today. And it could be just in the product you're developing or in your journey to try and become a business owner. Just simply saying, this is where I'm at and this is how I've got here so far. I have no idea how I'm gonna to get to the next stage or how I'm gonna to get to the next part, but this is where I'm at, because that's what readers love to hear. They love to understand that other people are going through the same experience. They love to see the journey. They love to understand the process and the progress. So don't think that you have to have some amazing story of climbing over a mountain or surviving plane crashes or whatever, whatever, having multi-million dollar businesses. It doesn't require that. It just requires you to
0: honestly share what you're learning as you're going along. Now, I'll go get the book you just showed just now. Because I sent someone to help me get some books. And that's one of the book he showed me was going to get. And I said, no, I don't need this now. (laughs) I think I have to go. (laughs) Cool. cool. Thank you so much for sharing this. Now, while you were talking, you mentioned something related to niche. And you actually said that you should know your niche. And I know you to be somebody who actually teaches people how to. There's even a statement you have that says you are what you niche. Am I right?
1: <laughs> you are, yeah.
0: Now, what is it like to come up with that, and how did you get that?
1: Um yes, so how to own your niche. The biggest question people have is, well, I don't have a niche, I don't know what mine is. Do you know what one of the things I also say is Epiphanies are lies. You will never ever have this moment when it just comes to you. There is no such thing as people who just wake up in the shower one morning and go, Ta da! I suddenly know what my thing is. I suddenly know what my area of expertise is. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, the, the Mac computer wasn't just invented. Um, and the biggest, most successful companies didn't just appear when the owner went down to the tax office and started the company and the next day it was running as it is. Every single successful product, every single successful person, every single successful business is the result of a continuous evolution of of working, of reworking, of iterating, of recreating continuously um, an evolutionary process. So, I mean, if you talk to any um, business owner and say, um, how did you come up with this idea? They will say, well, I started over here and over the years it's just snowballed and changed and, and, and metamorphosed into what it is today. So, don't uh, put a barrier in front of yourself by thinking I have to just wait until I know what my thing is Literally just start talking about something now. Um, I'm also a professional speaker And when I was going through my professional speaker training um, We were asked to, t- to talk to find what our niche is They say that to be a successful speaker. You have to have a niche within a niche within a niche well, that's all well and good, but when you're somebody like me who's had lots of experiences, to pick one thing is, is almost impossible because there's so much stuff you can talk about. So I kind of thought, well, the only way to find out what it is is to just start playing with all the things that I talk about, and this is an actual true story. What I did is I took my mobile phone and I sell taped it to a tree in the park <laughs> And I just started talking to the camera, because I didn't know what I was, what my niche was. And what I found is, I, I religiously did this once a week. Um, I think I, I did it for about 10 weeks before I started to see a pattern. But after 10 weeks of speaking to my camera on a tree, <laughs> I started to notice, as I watched the videos back, that I had a theme of what I always naturally started talking about. So then I started focusing just on that. And then as I started talking more and more in that topic, I noticed there was something that I specifically started talking about within that. And that's when it starts narrowing down niche within a niche within a niche within a niche. But you have to just start playing with it because it doesn't just come to you. Now, what I was talking about two months ago is different to what I'm talking about today. Every time I talk about my thing, every time I do a podcast, every time I do a webinar, every time I write a a blog, I learn something new about my topic. Um, I learn a new way of explaining it. I learn how uh, from feedback with my audience, what parts of it they like and what parts of it they think is rubbish, what parts of it they want me to focus more on or go into more depth on. Your audience actually help you define your niche because of the fact that they tell you what they don't like and what they do like. Even when you post a blog out there and you get no feedback at all, that's feedback. That's telling you that it's not engaging in some way. So you will not find your niche until you just start doing something. And it doesn't matter how random it is, just write a diary, keep a diary, or um, keep a little notebook on you. I always have a little notebook in my handbag or or somewhere near me. And if I just start thinking about something, if I'm reading, um, if I'm reading a book of something that I found interesting, um, write a note. I was on a holiday the other day, for instance, and um, I was on a boat and the boat went past this little rock. It was like a tiny, tiny island. It was very, very small, and it had one single tree on top of this rock and I just started daydreaming I was like how weird is it that that, that island has only got one tree on it and I was like that I kind of feel like that one tree you know in business you're, you're being battered by all the storms there's nothing to protect you you're putting down your roots your leaves fall off and then eventually your leaves nurture the soil and I sat there thinking you know, maybe in 10 years time there might now be healthy enough soils on that island for other trees to be on there that that one tree created so I ended up writing a little blog of about it. Um, and that that becomes content that my audience then engage with or don't engage with. So uh, I actually ended up turning it into a blog called 10 um, uh, Reasons Why Entrepreneurs um, Are Like Lone Trees. You know, it's it's just, it's, it's silly things, but this is how you start. Just do something. Um, that is how you own your niche, really.
0: Wow. I love that approach. It's not the reg- that, some, that you'll be told first have your niche, like know exactly what you want to do this is this is this is (laughs) i love this approach okay cool so let's say somebody who's interacted with you this far how can the person find you or let's say how can the person reach you after now
1: um i love you know i love facebook purely because i think it's the most wonderful way to build relationships um when you are sending emails it can be a bit cold Whereas when you're on Facebook, if you've got yourself a Facebook group, you actually find yourself engaging with your audience. I mean, Diya, that's exactly how we've met and made a friendship. And I've made lots and lots of other amazing friendships. Um, One thing I will advise, you guys, this has really helped you grow your company, is um, go onto Facebook. There are tons and tons of private and closed groups on Facebook that you don't know about. So try and find the groups where your audience are hanging out. So for instance, if you own, I don't know, a dog grooming business, Um, go and type in things like I love dogs um, because that's where people who are your customers are going to be hanging out so I for instance my customers are uh, might be entrepreneurs they could be sales and marketing people Um, I type in things like entrepreneur business and all these groups come up and I join them and I post in those groups and I engage with people in those groups. And that's how you start building a following. So I'm just throwing that out there. Um, so yeah, with me, um, just type in Sarah Cordiner. Um, I have uh, a couple of Facebook pages that will come up. I also have a Facebook page called You Are What You Niche, which uh, has some really great ambassadors which help people um, grow their business that way. Um, and yeah, I'd say they're the best place. They're the best places to start. I'm on Twitter as well, cordina Sarah, um, and yeah. That's the best way to start with. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you name it. They're all there for sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. Your site, maintraining.com.au. Awesome. Awesome. So, Sarah, I want to say thank you for sharing with me today. Thank you for sharing with my audience today. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, I look forward to um, sharing more with your audience in the future.
0: Awesome, 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 awesome. Is there anything you would like to, is there any last words you would like to leave with my listener right now?
1: I think one of the biggest things you need to remember is that business is quite frankly bloody tough. Um, there is no line of success that just gradually goes upwards. Um, success goes up and down like a heart rate monitor forever, and it always, always will. You're always learning, you're always evolving. Every time you over you, you face an, an, an and adversity, see it as an opportunity. Every single thing that comes in front of us is a chance to learn new skills and a chance for us to push ourselves um, into the front line of becoming our own hero and creating our own our own future. Um, don't give up. Just keep going. Believe in yourself. I believe in you. And um, it really is worth it.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate your coming on the show today, Sarah. Anyways, um, no thanks. Once again, keep doing it. Maybe you are going to win the next year's top 50. This year you won top 100. So let's look forward to (laughs) winning the top 50. (laughs) Thank you so much. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. And my regards to others in Australia and your team at Main Training. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Once again, I want to say thank you so much for being on Audacity to Lead for this week. Everything that's been mentioned on this episode, you can find them all at audacitytolead.com forward slash 31. And I hope I see you again next episode. Well, before I leave, I want to sincerely apologize for the bad audio quality, which was from my end. I actually, I think this is the first episode I actually recorded with the new set, Podcast um equipment I just acquired so I was still testing it out but I believe you were able to gather and learn some things from this episode. Well I want to say thank you so much for hanging around till this end. It's been a long episode so far and it's been quite educative and informative so far. So I want to say thank you so much. Thank you. Don't forget once again you can share this with your friend and you can subscribe on iTunes on tuning on play.fm on stitcher or wherever you can always subscribe and to pick every link mentioned in this episode including the file you can come to other to lead.com forward slash 31 i hope to see you again on the next episode